Uh, let's, let's pray. Uh, Father, we are grateful that uh, you never change and your promises um, will be fulfilled. And, and we thank you that those promises are in the Lord Jesus. And we don't say that by rote or formula. We see him on display in these trials that he was the only man that ever was innocent, thoroughly innocent. He's the only one, and yet he is thoroughly condemned by every human court and so many others. And uh, we understand that that becomes our redemption, that we are the ones that ought to be condemned uh, by you. And, and yet you've given us your Son to redeem us, Lord. Help us never lose, uh, lose a sense of wonder and glory of these things. And Lord, help us uh, be witnesses to your Son. Uh, we cannot see him in the flesh, but help us to be those witnesses that see him through your word, uh, both his sufferings and, and his resurrection, Lord. Protect us from the enemy, the spiritual enemy that would want to wreak havoc in our souls and in our church and different places and make us wise. And thank you for your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we are going through Jesus' trial and I'm going to very, very briefly try to review here to help you follow that context of things. It helps me get oriented as well. Oh, you do the same thing, you get the same result. Uh, Here's our major outline right here. So we very quickly, uh, when Jesus was arrested, he was brought before Annas. He's the, the older high priest. And after Annas questioned him, he sent him, oh, Peter did his denials, but after Annas sent him, he sent Jesus to Caiaphas and the Sanhedrin. And, and they condemned him on what charge? What did they finally condemn him? I think a number of you said it, blasphemy, correct? Yeah. They condemned him on a blasphemy charge. Um, what did Caiaphas... Uh, he was really frustrated, right? They tried and tried to find witnesses. And what, what happened with the... Why couldn't they get witnesses? What was the problem with the witnesses? They did not agree. They did not agree, right, Rochelle. They could not find multiple witnesses that agreed. And so finally, what, Caiaphas switched his strategy. What did he do? He, he, did, he switched his strategy. They couldn't find witnesses. So he did what? Yeah, he asked Jesus some questions, basically that he knew if Jesus answered those questions, they would say he's blaspheming. And so, forget about the witnesses, he asked them those questions, and he says that, what, was, what did Jesus refer to that really gave the answer to the question? What's that? Daniel 7. Daniel 7, you, and nevertheless you shall see the Son of Man coming, sitting at the right hand of, of power and coming on the clouds of the heaven. And that's when they said, you've heard it yourself. What do we need witnesses for? You've heard the blasphemy and they all agreed that, that he is worthy of death. So that was the conviction that came out of the Sanhedrin court. And, uh, and then they sent him to Pilate, which we started studying last week. Uh, and we, we're right up to the point of Pilate's first acquittal is where we are tonight. <clears throat> and so we're going to pick that up on page 217. And I'll go over to the text here now. We'll keep going. So, and yeah, and where we stopped there was John 18.38 and Pilate uh, 28.38. Pilate said to him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews. So Jesus 
don't, I don't want to back there. So what is truth? And he walks out. He went out again to the Jews. And he said, I find no fault in him at all. Okay, and this is uh, John's account. <clears throat> now at this point, I want to say something from Matthew and Mark. Their summary of Jesus before Pilate indicates that while Jesus and Pilate are having this discussion, the Jews were making many accusations against Jesus. And we see that in Matthew 27. Um, Matthew 27, 11. Now Jesus stood before the governor, that would be Pilate, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? So Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was, and while he was being accused by the chief priests and the elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not a word, so that the governor marveled greatly. So Pilate is really surprised that Jesus is not defending himself before all of these, all of these accusations. Um, uh, but he's not. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> one of the things here, historically a little different, is when we read John... Pilate is interviewing Jesus by himself because they're afraid to go into Praetorium to be get defiled. Remember that? But here, it seems like they are in the Praetorium, the Praetorium, uh, and they're accusing Jesus before Pilate. And so I don't know how to, how to work, resolve that. Perhaps some stayed out and some went in. That's probably the easiest way is some of them actually stayed out, but some of them went in and accused them before Pilate. So I just wanted to point that, point that out when you read these accounts <clears throat> side by side. That question comes up if you keep track. And you know, Pilate is coming out to them. You see that, correct, in John 18, um, John 18, 28. You, you, if you're paying attention to details, you'll remember that. Then, uh, okay, then they led Jesus from, the, uh, from Caiaphas to the Praetorium early in the morning. I'm sorry, I think it's 1830 they want. <clears throat> Pilate uh, said, to, said to him, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them. So meaning he went out of the Praetorium, he went to the Jews. So John represents this going back and forth. That detail isn't in, in the synoptics. So I'm just pointing that out to you guys. So Jesus and Pilate do have a time alone together. Yeah, they they have three. This is the end of the first round, and there's two more rounds that when you read it in John, it looks like it's only the two of them. So um but here from Matthew, Pilate is hearing all these accusations the Jews are making against him. You see what I'm saying, Brian? So that seems a little inconsistent. I don't fully know how that <clears throat> played out, but uh, <clears throat> just I'm just pointing that out to you when you read all of these side by side. Um, <clears throat> now, <clears throat> so Pilate's first acquittal comes right there in John uh, eighteen thirty-eight. Uh, he went out. He went out to the Jews and said, "I find no fault in him at all." And uh, then he says, but you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Then they all cried out saying, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Now this is John's account. And we have more detail here from Luke. And so I, I want to go over to Luke for a bit before we come back into John's account. And whereas John gives us the details of Pilate's first exchange with Jesus, Luke gives little of that, but instead Luke reports that the Jews objected to Pilate's acquittal. And uh, we want to look at this in uh, Luke 23, verses 4 through 6. So, 
So Pilate said to the chief priests in the crowd, I find no fault in this man. But they were the more fierce, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee to this place. So they immediately object um, that he finds no fault. Now this, of course, is what transitions us to Herod. So what happens here then is Pilate hears that Jesus is from Galilee. And Herod had the province of Galilee, was under Herod's authority, and the south, Judea, was under the governor Pilate's authority. And I believe in the Roman hierarchy of who's the bigger cheese, Pilate is the bigger cheese than Herod. And if you go back further, there was Herod the Great, and he's the guy that killed all the two-year-old kids. And when Herod the Great ruled, he was over all of it. But after he went off the scene, it got split to where Pilate is the governor of the southern part of Israel or Palestine, and Herod is Herod is Herod Antipas. It is Herod, it's Herod the Great Son is the person that's here tonight. And he's over Galilee and maybe even some regions outside of, um, of Palestine there. So those are the individuals. So, so Pilate then, verse 6, when Pilate heard of Galilee, uh, he asked if the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he, Jesus, belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at the time. So that's interesting providence, but Herod is there in Jerusalem. And so now what's happening, if we look at the map, um, if we, yeah, if we look at the map, uh, you, we can see, they're all there in Jerusalem. And remember, here's a, here's a high priest's house right there. And that's where the Sanhedrin uh, trial took place. Over here's a praetorium with Pilate. And now Pilate discovers Jesus is a Galilean, and he, Jesus is taken over here to Herod Antipas's palace. Okay, so he also has a palace. I mean, this is really interesting, you know, Peoples don't like to be occupied by foreign powers. And look at where these places are built. <laughs> They're like right in the temple district in Judea. I mean, I never thought about that until this week, and I kind of got a, a grasp. And here's another, a third one, this, for, this Roman fortress. All three of these are, the, this is the presence of, of the Romans inside of Jer- the city of Jerusalem. Those three, those three places. So, you can see how the how the Jews would reject, you know, would would not like this. Uh, so now, now Jesus is brought over here to to Herod. So, um, <clears throat> yes, yes, it is. That's correct. And this is the one where Jesus said, "Go tell that fox." Yeah, this is this is at Herod. That's that is correct. Yeah, and and he's got some insecurities because when when he, the gospel record tells us when Herod begins to hear that Jesus about all these miracle reports, at first Herod thought this is John the Baptist come back to life. So I think Herod had a little still some conscience problems about how having John the Baptist executed. Um, but it seems that he, he, he's not afraid. He, he doesn't seem to have those here. But um, All right, so let me get back in my notes here. Um, yeah, uh, so in Luke 23, 8 through 12. All right. Now, uh, now, when Herod, now, when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had desired for a long time to see him, because he had heard many things about him and hoped to see some miracle done by Jesus. So these miracle reports of the people in Galilee, and Jesus worked 
predominantly more miracles in, Ga- in the region of Galilee than back in Judea, so it would make sense that Herod is getting a lot of these reports of this man and Jesus, this man Jesus. And Herod is probably also, you know, well, is this going to be an insurrection or not? I'm sure he's thinking, is that going to be a threat to my throne? I mean, you know, so, but he want, he's hoping to see a miracle done, done by Jesus. So then he, Herod, questioned him with many words, but Jesus answered him nothing. And uh, all through this, Jesus basically always says nothing unless there's some crucial issue that's got to be made clear, other than his innocence. He doesn't defend himself. But when there's a question like, are you the Son of God? Okay, (laughs) that's got to be clear, or or that type of thing. He'll make make those things clear. Or what is your kingdom? You know, you're a king then, and then, well, my kingdom is not of this world. That has to be made clear. But all the other accusations that they're bringing against him, he never, never responds to them. And he never says a single word to Herod. Herod, Herod doesn't get a single word out of him. Uh, so then he questioned with many words, but he answered him nothing. And, and the chief priests and the scribes stood and vehemently accused him. So they followed, you know, the soldiers are ex, the Roman soldiers are, are, uh, uh, escorting Jesus around. They're guarding him. So you see the Roman soldiers take Jesus over to Herod and a, and a bunch of the Jews, again, uh, that they follow and, and they vehemently accuse uh, Jesus before Herod. And so Jesus didn't answer. So then they abuse him again. So this is the second time Jesus is... Actually, it's the third time. Uh, is it? Sorry. Why can uh, the Jews go in front of Herod and not Pilate? That's a good question. They're, they're not, I don't know. They're not afraid. These Jews are not afraid to be defiled, right? Right. Or, yeah, or they uh, somehow appear, think that he, they're not being defiled by going to him, but I thought they would be because he was a pagan. Well, I know, and, and Herod's... I don't... I have no idea. I've never thought of that question, but that's a good... Oh, you know, you're right. Um, Herod was somewhat familiar. Oh, and actually, he's part Jew. He, yeah, that's correct. Yes, I, I don't know whether it's Herod's mother. Must be his mother. Yeah, I think I think Herod Antipas's mother was a Jewish. Actually. Yeah, yeah, the, you're you're right. The, uh, I don't have the details close enough, but I know I don't think it's Herod the Great. This Herod is is uh, half Jewish, and uh, and in some ways, no, no, it's Herod the Great that that uh, had the temple built. So, but that was a Gentile place. But they maybe these are the ones that entered at the Praetorium as well, and some stayed out. Don't have a significant, I don't have a specific priest. answer. What? It says chief priest. Oh, it does. <laughs> you're right. You're, yeah, you're right. It's the chief priest and the scribes. I don't know. Uh, hand hand, hand uh, uh, Richard the microphone. It seems like uh, Herod, uh, being a Jew, uh, he has no animals, no, no uh, anger or, or for Jesus. You know, yeah. uh, and and Pilate's more legalistic, I suppose. He has no, you have no case, he says to the priests and scribes. Yeah, and it seems that's not the point. It, it's like we hate this guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, he he. Uh, how can I put that? Uh, they resented him. Yeah, and, and that's you know why nobody found any fault. Right, you know? it was all their feelings. And you know, we're going to see something, Richard, later that Pilate, had, Pilate also says later, he knew they delivered him up because of envy, He's, which goes along with, you know, they hate, we hate this guy, and jealousy produces hatred, doesn't it? And so, along with what you're saying, Richard, 
Matthew's going to key in on that attitude here. We're, we're going we're to see that in a moment. So, so yeah, the chief priests, uh, the chief priests are before Herod, and they're acu- they stood and vehemently accused him. So then, then Herod, uh, with his men of war, treated him with contempt and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. So. Uh, this is this is disgusting, and this this I I can't read this any other way than Herod himself joined in in this. Then Herod, with his men of war, treated him with contempt and mocked and all, did all this stuff. So it's like Herod is there participating with with these uh, soldiers uh, as they abuse as they abuse the Lord and and sent him back to Pilate. And, and then uh, <clears throat> Luke makes this very interesting comment. We don't know very much about it. That very day, Pilate and Herod became friends with each other, for previously they had been at enmity with each other. So we don't have hardly any background of that. Luke obviously knows there's this tension. Maybe because, you know, the big cheese asked the littler cheese for help. <laughs> Maybe that, you know, cured all evils between Herod and Pilate. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, Luke probably expected his readers would understand that. But that is really, uh, I don't know. Maybe that, you know, they're both against insurrectionists. I, I don't know. So I, I can just leave it, uh, leave it at that. Um, so now Jesus is returning to Pilate now this is the second time uh, before Pilate and we, we pick it up in Luke still in verse 13 we'll go back to John in a bit but Luke still has more detail here uh, what did I do verse 13 there uh, so then Pilate when he called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, You have brought this man to me as one who misleads the people. And indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. No, neither did Herod, for I've sent him back, I sent I, for I sent you back to him, and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him. Now that's a, that's a little additional detail here. Nothing deserving of death. Now, now that's Pilate's biggest question that he's trying to figure out. Uh, is he really guilty of a capital offense? And, and Pilate is saying, <clears throat> nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him. So he hasn't done anything deserving of death. But yeah, I mean, he stirred up a lot of problems and he's, he's kind of a troublemaker. So I'll chastise him and then release him. Now, of course, what he's trying to do is he's trying to satisfy the Jews. That, that's, I mean that's what he's trying to do more than a conviction that all oh, I'll teach him a lesson because he's ca- ca- causing problems. He wants to satisfy the Jews. Okay. That's the pressure that he's under. And so I'm going to chastise him and release him. So this is like another strategy. See, there's been multiple strategies to, to get him released. Yeah. Sending him to Herod was one or get it out of his hands. Doing this is another strategy to try to satisfy the Jews. Brian? I, when I read that, I see him wanting to demonstrate a, a bloody Jesus for them to be um, re- uh, revulsed, yeah. re- re- revolted by it yeah. and see that they've done enough to Jesus. Right. I see that, I see that in Pilate's words. And, and, you know, that's correct because what he's going to do is he's going to present him. And even he's even going to allow... The, 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 the Roman soldiers to mistreat him. And there's more than one scourging. Well, well I'm jumping ahead, but, 
But yeah, he, he's going to allow Jesus to really be beat up and, and bloodied and everything. And hopefully that, that will satisfy their hatred that Richard has just said. Uh, that, that's correct. So uh, <clears throat> now at this point, uh, let me... Yeah, at this juncture, all four Gospels mention the practice that during the Passover week, the governor would release one prisoner to the Jews of their choosing. Luke records that the Jews' response, the Jews' response to Pilate, they saying, Pilate said, I will chastise him and release him. And they all cried out at once, is, is how, how he, he puts it. Uh, yeah, I want to emphasize that statement. They all cried out at once, like immediately. It's like they panicked. When they heard Pilate say, I will chastise him and release him, they, you know, they basically, they panicked. And they all cried out at once saying, away with this man and release to us Barabbas. Um, so they're in a panic at this point. Luke, Luke cat, cat, captured that moment quite vividly. Um, so they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. And um, yeah, let's keep going in Luke. Um, let me go forward here a little bit. Uh, we'll return to Barabbas. We can't think about everything at once. We'll return to him later. Uh, Pilate, therefore, wishing to release Jesus, again called out to them. But they shouted, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Then he said to them the third time, Why, what evil has he done? I have found no reason for death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. So he, he, he tries again. And now Luke, does, now Luke doesn't give us more details, but they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And the voices of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested. Now Luke has dropped out some very interesting things that we got to now pick up that happened before uh, Pilate gave that final sentence. We know this final sentence here is given when he washed his hands. Okay, so we're going to go back to John now, and there's a number of other things that took place that that John uh, puts here, and uh, I think we're ready to to go back to John. Um, yeah, Matthew. Let's see. I got. Yeah. Matthew talks about Barabbas also. And um, let's just look at Matthew 27 for a second, 15 through 17, before we go back to John and see if there's anything, anything different there. 27, 15, okay. Yeah, now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew... Oh, this is that statement. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the statement. For he knew that they had delivered him over because of envy. And this is only in Matthew's account. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so, um, and then Matthew immediately proceeds to the judgment seat and the, and, the, uh, and he, he's going to talk about his wife. But let me follow my notes here. I better, I better follow my notes here. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, let's go with Matthew. So, um, anyways... Matthew knew, uh, Pilate knew that they delivered him up because of envy. And probably, you know, Pilate must have known to some degree of the Jesus' popularity with the people. 
And, and that really bothered the Jewish leaders. The Jewish leaders were never popular with the people. And Pilate must have sensed this. Uh, Jesus was very popular with the common people. And uh, Pilate could see that they envied him and they were trying to get rid of him. Now Matthew gives us this other very interesting detail of another about Jesus' innocence. And this is coming now from Pilate's wife. Uh, while he, Pilate, was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, have nothing to do with that just man. Okay, so there's another proclamation of Jesus' innocence during, during the trial, isn't it? Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. So that's quite significant. We don't know how she knew Jesus was a just man. You know, we don't know if this is a prophetic revelation or something that she received in a dream. We, you know, we don't, well, she said she suffered in a dream. So some of this, there has to, there's a dream associated with this. Now, whether she knew who Jesus was before the dream, or may, maybe she did, and now she actually had a dream about Jesus, whom she kind of knew who he was. We don't, we don't know. But she sends a message to Pilate. I have nothing to do with that just man. So um, Pilate's wife serves only to deepen the guilt of the Jewish leaders. Even a Gentile woman can see that Jesus is innocent. Right? So this is really something. you got a Gentile declaring uh, a Jew is innocent uh, is, is what's going on here. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. So at this point, proclamation of Jesus' innocence has come from Judas. In this whole record, that was the first part of the record when G Judas said what? I have betrayed innocent blood. That was the first declaration of Jesus' innocence from Judas. And then we have, we just saw Pilate's first declaration that he is, Herod found nothing in him supposedly. And now, now we have, uh, now we have Pilate's wife de declaring his innocence as well. Uh, <clears throat> now by this time, on Friday morning, that's where we are now, we're on Friday morning, the sun has come up. Uh, by this time, a multitude has gathered and they realize that the governor is releasing someone. The governor is going to release someone. And um, so it's interesting here. <clears throat> but the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas. So when we read the other accounts, we got the idea that, that Pilate proposed this first. I don't know. I, there's a few things that aren't all clear in my own mind here, but... But Matthew makes it very clear here that there's a crowd gathered. And so whatever this, this uh, practice was of releasing one, one Jewish criminal that's under Roman imprisonment could be released each year at the Passover as a, as a gesture. We don't know where that came from, but somebody made a gesture to the Jews that every year at your Passover celebration... Well, you can choose someone you, you want to release. But it mustn't have been decided by the Sanhedrin or the chief priest because the chief priests are now campaigning, you see. Matthew says the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. So, you know, they didn't have a voting machine or a cast ballots, but... But somehow the multitude of people were involved in this. And maybe it's whoever shouted the loudest. I, I don't know how this came down. But it wasn't a done deal. The chief priest thought, you know, yeah, we hate this guy, but he's still pretty popular with the multitude. You know, by Friday morning, and people are realizing this is taking place, correct? And they're gathering, oh, Pilate's going to release someone. 
You know, maybe they have relatives in prison. They want to come and say, release my relative. I don't, I don't want to improvise. But, but Matthew makes a point, and of course Matthew is pointing out the guilt of the Jewish people. Right? By that statement here in verse 20, what is Matthew doing? He's loading up the guilt of the leaders. Of the leaders. That here, Pilate is trying to release Jesus instead of Barabbas. And it's the chief peace that are working the crowd to get him to ask for Barabbas. So, Matthew really, uh, really shows the... I mean, it's, you know, it's frightening. People say Matthew's anti-Semitic. Matthew was a Jew, but they accuse... Liberal, liberal people read these gospel accounts and they accuse Matthew as being anti-Semitic because of, because of the way he points out the guilt of the, of, of the chief priest and, and, and these leaders. So, um, the governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, what then shall I do? with Jesus, who is called Christ. They all said to him, let him be crucified. Now here's another turning point. Then the governor said, why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, let him be crucified. Oh, wait a minute, this isn't where the statement is. Okay. Uh, all right, and this is where Matthew has him washing his hands. Let me. Oh no, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Matthew 27. Yeah, I I am leaving. Where where am I missing here in my notes? Um, yeah, somewhere. What I'm looking for is is somewhere when they cry out, "Why he should be crucified?" they say he made himself out to be the Son of God. That is what triggers an, another... Okay, I'm just, I'm just jumping ahead of myself too far. Oh, I know what I did on these notes. I followed Matthew all the way to the point where Matthew shows the end of the trial. Then I backed up and went with John. Okay, that's what... So, so here's Matthew. Matthew takes us all the way up to, to Pilate washing his hands, and, and Luke does the same thing. But now we need to back up. We're going to back up in time now and, and pick up some more detail from John. So thank you. That, that is, that's what I was planning to do here. Now I remember that. Okay, so let's just read Matthew, then we'll go over to John. So when uh, that's the same thing that Luke said. When he could not prevail... Uh, something very significant happens here between verses 23 and 24, and, and John is going to give us all of that. So when Pilate saw that he could not pray at all, but rather a tumult, a riot was arising, he took water, washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it, you see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and our children. So, here again is Matthew recording their responsibility for, for what, what they've done. Um, so, all right, so now what happens is then he released uh, uh, Barabbas, and uh, yeah, he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Uh, and so now we're going to need to go back. We need to back up here. Okay. I'm on page 218. Matthew describes Pilate's last attempt to release Jesus, and, and he caves to the crowd, fear of the riot. We just read that. Yeah, now here we go. However, from John, I'm on page 218, the right-hand column. However, from John, we learn that it was not fear of a riot alone that caused Pilate to cave um, <clears throat> and, and that Pilate had Jesus scourged during this process and he was physically abused by the Roman soldiers. 
this must have taken place inside the Praetorium and note Pilate's going out again and I am bringing him out to you. So now we've got to go back to John chapter 18. Um, John 18, 39. And, uh, okay. So John is very brief about Barabbas. 18, verse 39. Um, Pilate is still interacting with the Jews. This is when he said, I'll chastise him and let him go. And they said, no, let Barabbas go. So John's version is really condensed here. But you have a custom that I should release someone to you at the Passover. Do you therefore want me to release to you your king, the king of the Jews? And he's still mocking them. Then they all cried out again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. So then Pilate took Jesus, scourged him, and the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and they, and they put on him a purple robe. Now, this is back in the praetorium now. He's come back from Herod. He's there again. He, he's trying to release him. I'll chastise him and release him. And they said, no, well, what about Barabbas? No, we, we want Barabbas. We don't want Jesus. And so, um, so now Pilate is implementing that strategy. I'm going to satisfy. I'm going to satisfy the hatred of the Jews. I'm going to really have him beat up. So that's now taking place. So the crown of thorns on his head, and they, they, they put him on the purple robe. That's like a king, right? They're, they're mocking. King wore purple. So they're mocking him with that purple robe. And they said, Hail, King of Jesus. And they struck him with, 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 their, with their hands. So then, Pilate then went out again, and he must have brought Jesus with him. And he said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. Okay, so this is now the, this is either the third or the second time from Pilate. So then Jesus came out. You see, they're not, they haven't seen Jesus since he's gone in. Okay. And so he's bringing him out. Again, this is John outside, inside. So then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns the purple robe, and Pilate said to them, and this is the, behold the man. See, look at him. He's a pitiful sight. Who could be afraid of this guy? What, king, what kind of king and leader is he? His servants haven't even fought. He doesn't have any following. Look at him. Behold a man. And one of our one of our great songs has this phrase in it. You know that? I, I forget which one it is, but that, that very expression is woven into one of the great, it's one of the, either the more contemporary ones or one of the great hymns. So hopefully now that I've triggered you to see that, you'll, you'll remember that, that, that song. That's where it's coming from. So, so he presents him, and uh, behold the man. Therefore, Let me go forward a little bit. Therefore, when the chief priest and the officer saw him, we've had enough. No. 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 When they saw him, they cried out saying, crucify him, crucify him. Okay. Now, Matthew and uh, Luke pick that up. They, re- they refer to the crowd, crucify him, crucify him. But John gives us the surrounding, what happened here. Um, And Pilate said to them, you take him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. Again, okay? Now, Pilate is probably mocking them here because he knows they can't do that. Okay? You take him and do it. Well, the whole reason they're there is because they know they're not allowed under Roman law to do that. The Jews answered him, they say that, we have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die. Okay, so, so now the Jews have begun to crack a little bit, because they haven't been telling Pilate, you should crucify him because he's a blasphemer. Right? They haven't, they haven't fessed that up because they know he won't give him a death sentence because of blasphemy. 
But now they finally fess up a little bit, and 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 um, they're they're going to say that maybe he he, we, he he was blaspheming. But they don't say that. But but they say this. You know, I find no fault in him. The Jews answered, "We have a law, and according to our law, he ought to die." Because he made himself the son of God. Now this is where there's a new twist. Now what do I have in my notes here? Um, He made himself son of God. Uh, Pick this up. Yeah, I'm on page 219 now. Or in the left hand, the bottom of the left hand column. Yeah, with the bottom of the left hand column in two nineteen. Um, yeah, they finally they finally come close to answering. Oh yeah, <laughs> they finally come close to answering Pilate's originally original question, which was, "What accusation do you bring against this man?" That was his first. That was Pilate's first question. And uh, they finally, they finally answer that first question, to which they responded, "If he were not an, you know, originally they said, if he were not an evil doer, we would, ha- we would not have delivered him up to you." That now they say, "Well, no, we have a law, and he made himself out equally to God." So they finally answer that question with some honesty, and uh, then they uh, sentenced Jesus to death for blasphemy. But they know Pilate could kill him, and so forth. So, but now what happens is this is new data for Pilate. Therefore, when Pilate heard the saying that he when he heard that saying, he was more afraid. That saying meaning he made himself out to be he made himself out he made himself the son of God. So when Pilate heard that he was more afraid. Um, so, and he went again into the praetorium and he must have taken Jesus back with him. And this is a private, com- this conversation surely seems to be private, this one, uh, I think. He, 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 he's presented Jesus, everybody's out of the praetorium, right? He pre- they're all outside Pilate presents Jesus, behold a man. They say, crucify him, crucify him. He finally gets the answer to his question. They don't all go back into the praetorium. So certainly this time, Brian, he's, it's Jesus and Pilate. And um, so he brings Jesus back into the praetorium. And uh, he asked Jesus, he said to Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Now, um, <clears throat> where are you from? The earlier question broke off with Pilate's dismissive, what is truth? Now it resumes with, where are you from? Could this unusual prisoner be a son of the gods? You know, the Roman rulers, were they were surely tyrants and cynical but they were superstitious, and they were not atheists. They were polytheists, you know. And and they, you know, they had a sense that the gods are upset with us. They can, you know, Pilate's not above thinking like that. And this this is a very strange prisoner. So um, uh, so, anyways, where are you from? And now. <clears throat> Matthew's report about Pilate's wife may be in play here. See, she's done her thing. Have nothing to do with this just man. And what? A dream. I, maybe she did have a prophetic revelation. You know? I mean, Pilate's now thinking, well, maybe the gods talked to my wife about this just man. What does that mean? Have nothing to do with this just man. And now, the Jews tell him, he made himself out to be God. So, he takes Jesus aside one more time and tries to engage with him. So, um, 
So, uh, let's see. Mm. Yeah, so sure, I think Pilate connected the two, his wife's revelation and this thing about Son of God. I think it's possible he's, he's connected those two in his mind. Uh, uh, with two revelations, I put it in quotes there, uh, connected a fearful Pilate. A fearful Pilate asked Jesus, where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Now, had Pilate been listening carefully earlier, he would realize that Jesus already answered his question during the previous round of questioning about Jesus' kingdom. Jesus said this, what? But now my kingdom is not from here, and for this cause I have come into the world. Isn't that almost an answer to the question? My kingdom is not from the earth, and for this cause, what? I have come into the world. I have come from this otherworldly kingdom into this world. He's already answered that question. Where are you from? Hasn't he? He's from another kingdom that's not of this world. He meant at least that much. (laughs) So he's kind of already answered. He's already answered that question if we're listening closely. Yeah. And so... But Jesus is again silent. So then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? We're at verse 10 here in chapter 19. Then Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and power to release you? Oh, okay. Remember what I said earlier? Jesus remains silent almost all the time, but there are times where he has to speak. Uh, Rochelle, ha- hand the microphone over to, over to Rochelle. We got. Well, I'm just making a comment that some okay. people think they really have power to kill people or to save them. Just like what uh, Pilate was saying that he has the power to right. crucify him and to release him. Many people still have that impression oh. that they can do that to people. You're you're right. You're, you're nothing new under the sun, huh? Yeah. So, so Jesus is now, he, he's got to speak about this. <laughs> My pages are ran out. Should I stop? I, I have my notes on the computer. Let, let, let me throw up my own notes. I, 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 there's, there's a real significant, uh, you, you guys, you, there's a real significant thing that I, I, that I do, that I do want to say here. Um, what, one of the reasons why, why Jesus uh, answers here, it's uh, 220, right? Yeah. Right. I can see it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Pilate's claim to authority here is, is grossly arrogant. Um, and Jesus' response is perfectly in line uh, with the Old Testament teaching on the sovereignty of God. I think Jesus is responding for two reasons. This is a lesser reason, actually, that... But I, he, he, his teaching, God controls the nations, even Pilate, even Rome. And so this is a massively arrogant statement that needs to be addressed. Pilate is not the final determiner of these events. Okay? God's sovereignty over evil actions of men is on full display here. Okay? And the events cannot unfold any other way. Right? They cannot unfold any other way, but all the actors are fully responsible as they are not acting under coercion. It can't happen any other way, but they're not puppets. They're not acting under coercion. They're acting out of their own free will. And God is capable to make that happen. And, and that's, you know, some of the mystery of the sovereignty of God, but the scripture represents both of those so clearly. It can't happen any other way, but you better believe they're responsible for what they're doing. 
and, and, they're, and they're acting out of their own freedom, uh, and yet they're fulfilling God's purposes. So, so that's one thing I wanted to say. You would have no power over me, right? See that? Unless it had been given you from above. So you're exercising authorities come, come from God. And, and Jesus clarifies that. So nevertheless, in so acting, they carry out the divine plan or decree. Uh, God is powerful and wise enough, I already said that, to create a world where both of these realities are true at the same time. Okay? So that's certainly going on here. But there's something else going on here. And so Jesus answered, you'd have no power. Okay, I've already said uh, all right. How Pilate understood Jesus, Jesus from above is unclear. You would have no authority except that's given you from above. How did Pilate understand that? He may have thought it was a reference to the emperor. I don't know. I, or perhaps to the gods that he, as he understood them, um, we, you know, we know what it means. We know what it means. It's from God the Father. Now, Jesus adds this statement. Uh, I better keep following my notes. Uh, my mind is... Let me just keep following you. Jesus adds these statements. Therefore, the one who delivered me up to you has the greater sin. Now, this is... So he's, this is this private conversation now between Jesus and Pilate. So, so you'll have no power at all, but, but the, therefore, the one who delivered me up to you has the greater sin. Now this is challenging to understand, and it seems to have nothing to do with the where are you from question. And Jesus is not excusing Pilate. He certainly has sin, but the one who delivered Jesus to him has the greater sin. Who might that be? Well, the, the two most likely candidates are Judas or Caiaphas. Okay. Now, Judas didn't deliver, didn't deliver Jesus to Pilate. He delivered him. He brought the high priest and all this. But it was Caiaphas who brought Jesus to Pilate. I, I think it's Caiaphas. Is he who delivered me up to you is the Sanhedrin, but that is led by Caiaphas. So <clears throat> uh, Judas has disappeared from the scene, at least in the Gospel of John at this point. And Judas simply made it possible for the Jewish leaders to arrest and try Jesus. Caiaphas is presiding over the Sanhedrin, and has led them to condemn Jesus to death. And literally, Caiaphas has delivered Jesus to Pilate to be tried. So if any one person is responsible for the plot, it's also Caiaphas, right? Remember what he said earlier, it's expedient for us that one man should die for the nation. Okay, and from that point on, they plotted to put him to death. That's Caiaphas again. So I think the argument is pretty strong. He who delivered you over to me is is Caiaphas. So, <clears throat> we don't have to take that statement too generally or ambiguously. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, it is. Caiaphas delivered him to Pilate, and Pilate knows that. I've always wondered if we were allowed to do that. To, to, you, to go to Caiaphas? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, from context, you see, I'm, you know, and it, he, and Pilate did say, delivered him to me, you know, the one who delivered him over. And so, I don't know, I, I, yeah, I, I think we're, we're justified in uh, working through the context uh, that, it, that Jesus is referring to Caiaphas. Um, so now, so, so the initiative behind both of their trials is from the chief priest led by Caiaphas. So Pilate is, redu Pilate is reluctant to participate. Um, Pilate is a reluctant participant pulled into this matter, which he has been trying to get out of from the first. 
So God's giving Pilate authority to try Jesus does not cancel Pilate's sin. What's that? What? He should still release Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he himself has said that multiple times. So, it doesn't cancel Pilate's sin for this miscarriage of justice that's about to take place and Pilate using his authority to condemn a totally innocent man, you know, to the worst of all executions. He, he's guilty for that. But compared to the chief priest, Pilate is passively drawn into this and exploited by them. That is true. They're exploiting him. You'll see that in a moment. Exploited by him to have Jesus executed as Pilate himself said to Jesus, your own nation, your own nation and chief priest delivered me up. Now, the significant question here is, why did Jesus make this point to tell Pilate this at all? Yeah. Pilate, therefore, the one who delivered me to you has a greater sin. Why is Jesus reassuring Pilate that the other one has the greater sin? And none of my four exegetical commentaries I normally consult John on answer that question. And I'm about what I'm about to say may or may not be novel. I haven't read, you know, a hundred commentaries on John, so I don't know. But it seems to me that Jesus told Pilate this, in effect saying, move on. Let's get on with this. Sentence me to death. It's like Pilate's been trying to avoid doing it. And it's just like, let me read my own notes, what Jesus told Judas the night before, Thursday night. Remember that? It's similar. During the Passover supper, after the foot washing lesson, it was Jesus who initiated the the shocking statement, most assuredly I I say to you, someone will betray me. Judas wasn't planning to betray Jesus on Thursday evening. They're going through all this foot washing thing and Jesus sits back down and says, one of you is going to betray me tonight. Jesus got it all started, didn't he? And then when Jesus talked to to, uh, Judas, Jesus said it in emotion and he also tells Judas, what you do, do quickly. Then he, Judas, went out immediately. And now Jesus is, I think, Telling Pilate, he who delivered me up to you has a greater sin. And, uh, all right. So, now, I'm going to say this. I don't know where it is in these notes, but I can't stop without saying this. You would have, the reason Jesus said, you would have no power over me except it been given you to above, is because Jesus also said this, do you not know that I have power to crucify you or to release you? Pilate said that. I'm sorry, Pilate said, I have power to crucify you and release you. And remember what Jesus said multiple times in the gospel, I have the authority to lay down my life and to take it up. So when Pilate says, I have the power to crucify you or release you. Jesus had to speak. No. And Jesus said, I have that authority from the Father to lay down my life and to take it up. So, that's why he responds also. He could have told Pilate, this is a great sin and injustice you're committing and made him feel worse. Right. So he would release him. He doesn't. He doesn't. You bet. Yeah, I mean, he could have terrified. He could have said, "Yeah, I am. I am a God. Did God did send me? I mean, that would be true, right? That 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 would not be a lie." And that probably maybe would have been enough to where Pilate would just take whatever other heat he's going to take from the Jews. But but instead of that, he tells Pilate, "The other guy has a greater guilt." It's just an amazing interaction when when you think about what is going on here. So.
All right, so now, now we can stop. <laughs> Because I wanted to explain that 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 interaction, so I'm sorry. It's like it's like 20 over, but I think you all been you've been tracking. Greatly appreciate it. So anyway, thank you, thank you for your patience. I'm going to pray. It's late, and uh, let's pray. Father, we we uh, glory, and at the same time, we're we're, you know, the suffering of your son is. We study these things, and but they're real, and help us never. Lord, we don't know what to say, but we do glory. Uh, as, as you said, glory in the cross, Lord. As Paul said, he, he would uh, not glory in anything except the cross of, of your dear son. And we just so thank you that we have these accounts, Lord Jesus, by your faithful apostles and, and how you've put this together so that uh, we can see your work from eternity past into the future. And Lord Jesus, we, we thank you for everything you spoke and did during these trials. And we pray that your power and presence, uh, that we would not compromise. And uh, thank you that you're our great high priest and you encourage us to come to you daily in this spiritual warfare that remains with us, uh, with sin and, and these things. And Lord, help us be desirous to explain your gospel, your son, uh, to others and give us opportunities and, and deliver us from, from uh, not speaking boldly as we ought in, in many situations. Lord, I thank you for my brothers and sisters here tonight. We, we, we uh, thank you for one another. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.